0: listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round nine of the 2022 MLS Fantasy season. This episode is brought to you by... Wando, the only coach San Jose will ever need. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, no, actually, uh, brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. Uh, it's because of you that we're able to keep this project going and have as much fun as we do every week as we possibly can. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight, I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, Flying Solo, Mr. Belaine Riffle, and Ashley Savage. How are you all doing tonight? I'm doing good.
1: Yeah, I'm doing really well. I'm a little under the weather. I apologize for that. Yeah,
0: I don't sound it. Sound good. Okay,
1: great, great.
0: Sound good. Uh, yeah, no, fine. So, no guest tonight. A little little break. Thought I have a little El Clasico. That's that's not how we use that word anymore. Is it? Try Clasico. Uh, Try Clasico. Uh, throwback <laughs> episode out. Oh, just just the three of us to chat some fantasy tonight as we uh, keep going into this second round of the Fantasy Champions League qualifying period uh, a great a great fantasy round for some of us and some, some big disappointments uh, thank you everyone who's joining us in chat 25 people watching if uh, this is the first time you're listening to the show in the podcast format we do go live every Monday at 9:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time so feel free if you have time to join us sometime we have a discord chat we have YouTube chat and it's just a lot of fun to, to interact with people we'll reference it throughout the show well guys let's talk about uh, how we did in round eight uh, for those of you all who, who don't know, we of course have a little, little group chat in, in Twitter. Um, and, uh, Ashley and Blaine were subject to some expletives this weekend based on, on some rosters that I wasn't paying attention to because we're selling my house, selling my house and had, had split attentions and things did not go according to plan as they say in count Ducula, but uh, we'll let you guys start, start first, Ashley.
1: Yeah. Um, I had two players on the field with ones and still pulled off a one Oh five. I think Blaine said that they adjusted points. So I think one Oh three now, um, yeah. which with two one point players, I'm pretty happy about that. Um, I moved up to 83 overall, um, up to almost uh, one twenty eight in value. Um, and I'm within touching distance of champions league, uh, for that second, second section. So, uh, feeling, feeling pretty decent. Um, I almost doubled up on Colorado defense. I think that was my one kind of wish I'd ha- wish I had. Um, I just couldn't get anybody to tell me it was a good idea. <laughs> so I just talked myself out of it. Um, I don't, I don't love to double up on defenders, a keeper and a goalkeeper I'll do, but um, it just makes me nervous. It's a lot of eggs in one basket, but I wish I had, cause it would have gotten me an extra eight points instead of that one um, for my defender. But uh, yeah, pretty pretty happy with this week and, and where I'm sitting at overall
2: right now.
0: Blaine, how about you?
2: Yeah, I also got a 103. I didn't have any ones in my lineup, but I just I made a couple of last-minute decisions. I thought I liked what I saw. I talked about them last week. I took Acosta out from Cincy and put in Gazdag, which hurt a little bit. Not bad. My keeperu hit. I changed it up from what I had. I didn't like the opening matchups. So I had St. Clair on the bench so I could take Stuver out. And I replaced one of my defenders with my bench not hitting with Callens. But when I realized I could take Stuver out, I should have gone with a second Austin defender. I was on that game. I love that defense. I had Gabrielson, but uh, Cascante or Lima, either one, would have been so much better. So a couple of misplays, but still uh, 103 was good for a weak, weak rank 241 which if you're in that top 500 on a week rank, you're usually moving up in the standings pretty much across the board. And yeah, it was good. Won all my head-to-heads. Knocked off black and red in the Experts League. That was a huge move this week. Um, Definitely changed the standings in Experts League because of that. And yeah, just I'll take it. A 103 was a good week this week. And the heel injury UC captain battle – Got prep point corrected down so they were equal so it didn't matter who you took.
0: Yeah. Is that? Uh, yeah, no, definitely some some good opportunities for clean sheets this week if you if you got them. I know Colorado was one that was talked up a lot by Ryan and uh, that that definitely turned out for a good clean sheet battle. Austin was another one I think a lot of people were banking on against Vancouver, uh, but I was one of those cat people who went with uh philadelphia hoping to get some some points there fortunately i i did and this was kind of crazy but i had i had uh i had Wagner on my bench so that one point was right there also unfortunately i put in uh mirin from sporting kansas city into my team and i got his five minutes and his Ooh. one point so yeah yeah this uh not what I'd hoped, but I know that's definitely not something to, to fuss about. Um, but still, not great there. I did make some changes, though, and got Rosenberry because I did want to try to find a way to bring a Colorado player in. Got him on my bench at least through some, through some switcheroos to get him on the field. Otherwise, my biggest disappointment was, I don't know what in my head made me want to put Cincinnati's Open Cup goalkeeper on my bench uh, or on my field as part of my keeperroo I guess it was just, just – not thinking straight because again, selling a house, but I did, I did that. And I was, just, the game started. I thought, what, what the world was I thinking? That was stupid. So I had, I had Dane St. Clair on the bench left, left me six points, should have had 99 points, ended up with 93 after the point correction. Uh, I did do the bright shiny thing and, and went with heel. And so I had him as my captain, but I would have gone with Rusi. Otherwise, so that kind of came out as a wash. Uh, I did also have Reynoso. I I did do Vela. Indeed, I did. And I had Tati right there. So
2: You went with Izzy, and I had him in draft, but I forgot to highlight this one. I went with the last second gut pick and put Courtney Ford in when I saw him starting versus Columbus with Nozard as Nozella. And I I went with it, and that was the nine. So that was your 4.0 option right there. Yeah. That you should have gone with, Reed. I'm sorry to hear you <laughs> about Izzy.
0: I mean, couldn't have predicted that. Could no, not have no, predicted no one that. could
2: have predicted that. that was because
0: oh. he's he's usually the one I would go too big for the bonus point production. So yep. it did not did not work. Not not unha- unhappy. Uh, besides some of those defensive misses, my my most regret was was Gazdog. Uh, I thought I really was hoping for more from from yep. him during that week, but 93 not not horrible. Horrible when you're looking at how I did against leagues and head-to-heads because you guys are awesome. Uh, I might have won one, but very it's still very tight for a lot of these matches uh, with that. So fan, fantastic scores in chat, seeing lots of uh, some triple digits. That's awesome. Some of the 90s, some of the high 80s. So you guys did amazing this round. Let's talk about the takeaways and. I'm just going to pass to Blaine and Ashley because when we were doing our rundown and I went to check and I looked at the takeaways people had, I was like, wow, they, they already got it covered. So, Blaine, I'm just going to kick it to you. What did you take away from this
2: week? Yeah, my big one this week was just the parity out in the Eastern Conference right now. The That's been the conference we've been picking against teams on. Miami's been one of those punching bags that we just – They give up goals and whatnot, and we just always bet against them. Uh, FC Cincinnati looked pretty good, all things considered. I mean, this was a bunch of backups. They've got a lot of injuries right now. But they went – I mean, L.A. came to town, and they took the lead in that game. The defense looked okay enough. I mean – gave me a little bit of hope that they could pull out the draw there at the end. So I'm looking at all the scores from the Eastern conference and we're seeing solid defenses. Charlotte got a shutout on the road in Colorado with the high altitude. I mean, that's a hard game to go get DC beat New England. Um, Red Bulls went on the road and beat Orlando who Orlando has been hot lately. And that defense is one we've really liked Red Bulls, not a team that we've been picking to score a ton. It's just, it's across the board. There's parity everywhere. And I, I mean, Montreal has been a team we've picked against a little bit. They only gave up one to the union union aren't scoring union gave up one there. It's just, it's all over the board. The East is just kind of wide open. There's goals to be had in a lot of these games. Uh, The defenses that are strong are still strong, but they're not unbreakable at this point. So just be wary when you're picking in the East because it looks like any team could win any given Sunday right now right? and how this goes. And it's, I don't know, it shocked me just to see the results we had. I thought New England was a lock. I thought Orlando was a lock. I thought, I wasn't sure on Atlanta, but I wasn't sold on what Miami was going to do. I just saw a lot of surprising results here that I didn't, that I wasn't banking on coming. Charlotte defense was one I was like, I want to look at Charlotte defense when they're at home. I never thought they'd get the clean sheet in Colorado. It's, just, it's gotcha. stuff like that. Just, I've got to rethink my Eastern Conference strategy, so I'm throwing it out there as my big takeaway is I think everybody needs to take a hard look at the Eastern Conference and see what's what and what who's there because it's a lot different this year than it was last year. And even to start the season, it's changed now.
1: Excellent. Yeah, um, I'm gonna get a little player specific because as I said, I'm I'm sick. My husband and I were both sick this weekend, my son. So we watched a lot of soccer, a lot more than we normally do. Um, Campana is so pretty to watch. I got to see him in person and you know, booed him and wasn't really paying attention, didn't care, was really mad about it. But um, you know, I think he might be the real deal. Uh he's still a pretty good price in fantasy up a goal and an assist this this weekend he probably could have had two goals but slotted in him for an assist um i'm not sure what's clicking there i don't, I don't know that it's necessarily just him but um i, I really like watching him and, and his fantasy point production um has, has been pretty great these past three weeks um man tati wants another golden boot so bad um once those floodgates open for him i i don't see them shutting anytime soon the Tati of old would get hot, then cold, then hot, then cold. So I think that's important to keep in mind. Um, but again, that was another game we got to watch, and I he you know he's looking for a bigger banner for that team. He just wants wants to get back. Um, again, really really great point production. Um, in my notes, I used the word shambles. I think I'll walk that back briefly. But uh, Seattle, not your fantasy team right now. Um, I did say last week, and I, I was happy to be right about it, um, I did say that I liked some of that Seattle midfield. Um, Nico Ladero is not back yet before people start hopping on that train after CCL's over and Seattle's back in, in MLS fantasy play. Um, he had a good game, but I don't think he's back per se. Um, but that team's just becoming really inconsistent and and hard to count on, which is not necessarily what we, we've been used to the past two seasons. Um, and I did promise Tyler that I would – and admit my my harsh stance might have been a little too harsh with heel um i i I think he's doing just fine i you know last week we were starting to wonder i was starting to wonder um is the the team negative team performance affecting him in fantasy these he's had a couple you know less than 10 points games you know that's kind of uncharacteristic is he kind of slipping um I don't think he is. I think this was a good week for him to kind of silence that, but I'm still just really worried about what's going on in New England and how that could end up affecting him. I don't know if you guys saw the clip of him just ripping into Bruce Arena, like mid-game from the field. Um, Those things relate to fantasy points, right? I mean, when when a player is that unhappy and that mad at the manager and the team situation, it it does start – to show uh in this game that we play but um yeah I think he's doing just fine I won't bring it up
2: again <laughs> no uh, I I want to cut you out there I I disagree a little bit I I took heel this week but I didn't have him in my in my initial lineup and I took him because of you've got the meat injury you've gotten the yes. heart out mm-hmm. you had a really bad situation for DC right now um Kamara was suspended uh it's just it's one of those it's a it was a rough situation and you take a player like that. I don't care what team he's playing on. You yeah. take a player like that, like heal when he's going into one of those situations, even when he's on the road. Sure. If this was a full strength DC defense, this could be a lot different result for heel this week.
1: That's why I'm saying, and I think, I think we give him. Yeah. Time think, to, to show it either. Way. I, 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 think, I think you still take him. I think he's still.
2: I, and see, I think you don't, I don't think you just, you just take him. You, you weigh the you weigh the matchups, and you're really you're scrutinizing him like you're scrutinizing everybody else besides a few sure. players. Like maybe Drew UC could go is almost yeah. fixture proof at this point.
1: See, I don't I don't think we have a current player that's fixture proof right now. I, I don't think Heel is fixture proof. I definitely don't think we've watched Dreucci have some real blanks in games away from home. Um, I I don't think Heel is fixture proof currently. Maybe. We're wrong. I'd love to be wrong. I love a fixture-proof fantasy player because it only benefits everybody. Um, but I, you know, he did. He did, like you said. When, as soon as everybody saw Hamid and Nahar out, we all, anybody who was thinking about not taking him, picked him up, and that yeah. was obviously the right thing to do. Um, but I will just, you know, I, I think we might have been a little too. What's going on with heel last week? And I, this week, just I think- showed me. I think he's still the guy we mm-hmm. know. Um, but the team situation is is what's concerning me, but then, my last quick point, which is overlaps with with them playing d c is taxi. yeah,
2: man,
1: he was fun to watch. I don't know why his minutes are limited. I'm assuming he's just getting acclimated adjusted fit fitness and everything, but he he comes in at a pretty steep price. I think he's already nine mil um but man, that is a dynamic striker winger um i'm excited to have him in my fantasy team when it looks like he might go 90 um you know yeah he he really announced himself and it was quite fun to see i don't i think he was owned by less than like 0.4 percent of people or something crazy so i don't know who benefited from that but taxi he has arrived
2: so yeah yeah. And that's good. Chat's going at me in the recap section. I just said, I just said I'm losing credibility because Vella got a nine. I don't think we cannot talk about Vella a little bit at this point since chat's okay. bringing him up. Sure. He got, he got some bonus points. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I mean, he looked good, but he was also playing Cincinnati. I, yeah.
1: Th- I will say if you told me it, a year ago, two years ago, that Bella got a nine against FC Cincinnati, I would call that a bad game. But this yeah. season That's... with the up, kind of up and down, I think a yeah. nine from any striker, we'd say decent.
2: That's good. Yeah. We yeah. take it. He got some, he got some bonus points. He got an assist. Okay. I'll I'll give him that. But this is Cincinnati and he only got a nine. Sure. This is Bella who we're expecting 15, 18 points against a team like Cincinnati in years past. Um, we're picking strikers against Cincinnati all the time, looking for that 7-8-9 pretty consistently.
1: Well, he gave it to you.
2: He gave it to you, yeah. So it's is it's Vela, and, I, and I've and i been honest about this the whole time. I said, you look at Vela, the weeks that I, because I'm never Vela, I'm like, last week was a week you could take Vela. That's, I, I can see the weeks you can take him. Yeah. That was a solid matchup for him.
1: I think as I, I can't have fault
2: anybody for taking him because that's that's yeah. one of those your your fantasy brain says Bella versus Cincinnati is an easy take
1: with a rotated but, Cincinnati team too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's that's why I did it. I fell into that yeah. trap as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, as I as but again it's not a trap. He got 9
2: points. Yeah. Like Oh that's yeah, not... no, no no. It's <laughs> I, and it, it was, it's
0: better my, than 0. But yeah. less than I'm what like, you would expect.
2: I'm going to keep my stance and I'm not taking Vela. But I can't fault anybody for taking him that week
0: last week. Right here, I'm done with Vela for the year. Yes.
2: I (laughs) I will stand by that to my detriment. I will die Uh, on that hill if I have to. Yeah.
0: Well, you're you're gonna be there. You're gonna be there. Yes.
2: Yeah. But that is one of those games where if you took him, great. I understand it. I'm not taking him because I'm just an idiot sometimes.
1: Sure. You know what? Pick a a stance and take it.
2: I'm gonna die on the Never Vela hill, but that (laughs) is a week you take him. He did what you expect every striker that you're going to take against Cincinnati to do. He gave you more than seven seven or more points, but this is Vela we should see a 12 or a 15 here in the Cincinnati game. They
0: should. It, it was, it was a good score for that position, but yeah. it's it's less than what you would hope. However, though, in the future, we're going to see what happens with Blaine and his isms because now Jossie Zardes is off to Colorado. We'll still see if there he maintains to be Blaine's man. Let us know on Twitter or here in chat, uh, what kind of Zardes memorabilia does Blaine need? Does it need to be LA? Does yeah. it need to be, columbus or doesn't columbus. need to be colorado so let us know what kind maybe of
1: national team because i don't think it's going back to that
2: anytime soon or the national team yes what what kind of <laughs> statue
0: does blaine all of need the, of, all of the above i uh, know you get one that's all you get right there uh all right thanks for that recap thanks everyone here in chat let's move on now to our housekeeping for round nine Okay, housekeeping for round nine. Quick recap, though, at the beginning. First, I'd like to say congratulations to the April MLS Fantasy Insider Scarf winner. Uh, this goes to Kevin Grice here I am sorry if I mispronounced your name, but also congratulations. That's what we do. Uh, Kevin is uh, one of our $5 tier members, and I'm going to be reaching out to you if you're listening tonight or later on this week, uh, reaching out to you about uh, hooking you up with a scarf, and we'll figure out uh, which one you get from there. So congratulations to Kevin. Uh, we are doing uh, scarf drawings all, all year for the $5 and up tier. So uh, just another perk of being a member of our Patreon. Uh, just a quick recap for our leagues as well. The Pro REL update. Actually, let's do the MLS Fantasy Insider Experts League uh, first, which I of course uh lost this week with my it's actually close. This was my closest one. It was 93 to 98. But the uh the leader of the expert league is she's a keeper. Savage right there, 70 and one. I think, yeah. t- I think ryan was there last week and you knocked him out so i
1: didn't do anything other than just not lose those guys That's... had a great week i think ryan won still it was a uh, ryan patrick. is the
0: second overall player in the game
1: so yeah patrick was had was undefeated and then he got knocked out by bed bear and then my dear friend blaine here took out black and red so i'm just i'm just the happy recipient of other people losing more so than myself hey, winning. So I'll it's, it's take whatever it.
0: works. But Patrick yeah. can't feel too bad because he is still <laughs> leading the pack over in oh, the Champions yeah. League, uh, the only undefeated team, 8 0 0. And that just shows you how tough some of that competition is in the experts' invitational as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But how's their thing in the Veterans
1: League, Ashley? Yeah, another new leader ran a new leader last week, too. Tough. Uh, right Sasha's juniors, such as Tom Johnson's team, he is the only team left with one loss. There's a bunch of us, myself included, with two losses, but he they are the only remaining team with Uno loss. Blank Development League.
2: Yeah, it's still FC Red Bull Green Mountain on top. Wow. We're down to five teams with one loss. It's... Okay. It's a tight race. I'm number five in that league. It's just, I'm getting beat by some really good scores. Yeah. And about the next six guys behind me have all outscored me on fantasy points too. I've gotten fortunate with some of my matchups, but this league is tough. I don't know how you stack the development league this way, Reed.
0: <laughs> I know. I fun. just added people from Patreon. So there we <laughs> yeah. go.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, but I love it. This league's been fun to watch, but Green Mountain's still just right there at the top. And read for your experts league. I think we gotta highlight it because I know Patrick lost, but Ben Bear put up a 120 this week yeah. for the no, no, experts league. No, that's right true. League. It was like Patrick lost a heartbreaker. He would have beat both Ashley and myself this week. Correct. But that's, oh man, Ben Bear just came out swinging.
0: Want we'll to get him on the show sometime. See if he's still if he's still doing appearances. Uh, we're going to have Jamie Watson on the show sometime as well. Try to get him this week, but I uh, got busy and reached out to him too late, and we've got to work through his through his team. But uh, Nashville's opening their stadium, uh, homestead. Yep. We're hoping to have that, but we'll get him on soon to, to talk about about Nashville. This may or may not be the week to talk Nashville, but we'll see. Uh, speaking of this round, everything starts Saturday, April 30th at 7.30 p.m a.m. p.m. yeah 7 30 p.m.
1: no it's a.m. for you guys is
0: is it a A.M. for us yes it's 7 30
1: in the morning
0: in the morning
1: (laughs) what it's a 10 30 pacific standard game it's a it's in texas
0: what 1 30 (laughs) 1 30 p.m eastern standard time that's what's here what's this 7 30 ridiculousness
1: I don't know who did that, but it definitely
0: was. No, nope, we're we're the gonna we're gonna. West
1: Coast gonna, person.
0: Well, we're we're gonna not not let the West Coast person do times <laughs> anymore. That's what it is. So, nope. quick correction. Game starts Saturday. Start Saturday. It April 30. 30.
1: Oh, sorry. You know what I did? I looked at mine and I just subtracted three from what my time said. I was like, "Well, ten thirty, it must be seven thirty for there them."
0: There we, there we go. No, Whoops. no, this the joys of living in multiple time zones. I went zones to college, endlessly.
1: you guys. I promise. Oh <laughs> um, uh,
0: no! One thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time is uh Houston versus Austin. So uh, that'll be. I guess that's one of those. Is that one of the tri-rivalry games now? Is that how we're calling the, the I mean, I Texas, think they'd like Texas to Double be. Derby?
1: MLS Texas. will hype it as such, so we'll, sure. We'll do
0: that, yeah. Texas Double Derby, uh, Houston versus Austin, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is when it all starts. Nobody's on a double game week. However, there are two teams who are on a bye week this round. That is Seattle and Vancouver, so avoid an unfortunate Mistake of not catching a lineup and add players to your team who are from Vancouver or Seattle. If you would like to not have to worry about yep. a messed up keeper route or switch route. Right so
1: yeah. Good defender scrubs. Not a lot of cheap striker scrubs.
0: No, they definitely do have, I'm pretty sure they have at least one. Uh, uh, Tosain Ricketts 4.0. Yes, you're right. Well, Vancouver, Vancouver has
1: a that. cheap striker, but Seattle doesn't. And Seattle has a cheap um, defender.
0: Yeah, should be able to get some 4.0s around everywhere for right there. Uh, now let's move on into our suspension and injury report. Also, a quick shout-out to Nex over from the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord, who did work this week trying to get the uh, the Mega Reference updated. Uh, and also shout-out to, to Crossword Christian for uh, – uh, getting people in gear to update the mega reference, which had, had collected a little bit of dust uh, due to some schedules, but yes, uh, big shout out to next He's in chat as well this today. Uh, thanks so much. Helping get, uh, get some of that done. So Blaine, who do we got?
2: Yeah. Uh, always great to have the community doing this. Uh, I know there was a lot of communication today trying to get this list updated. So thanks to ranch or Tyler for getting this over to me, but this was a community project today. Um, uh kinkanovich i don't know where he plays but i've got him back from injury um apparently that's a name we should know super important <laughs> yeah i'm sorry add him, I just, to
1: your, add him to your team right now
2: yeah if if you don't if you know who he is great go for it he's back from injury um reed kind of touched on it but zardes debuted for colorado um traded midweek and still start, still played in the game uh, so, look for him to get more and more time as things go on. Colorado needs a striker. Zardes wants to play. So, let's hopefully it's a match made in heaven. Kind of doing in, anybody any good. They're kind of tight at left back, too. I've seen him play there. Yeah. A
1: call back to LA. That's yeah.
2: Um, Taxi got a brace. Um, great for DC right now. They've got a wealth of options up top. So, it, Taxi looked really good. So we'll have to see what happens there. And then Pereira from New York City. There's a bunch of Pereiras floating around now. But the one from New York City got his first goal. So that's all that I have. Good news you. for the week. Um, we've got three suspensions to come up. Uh, Navarro for Chicago picked up a red card. Yeah. And then Will Trapp and Claudio Bravo are going to be uh, serving yellow card accumulation suspensions. Already there, are we? This wow. is the second week in a row with yellow card suspensions. Yeah. So, and then got quite a list of injuries. Uh, Hassani Dotson, Torrey's ACL. Yeah, that, that sucks better. for Minnesota. Um, Izzy Montmirin, Uh, we're hearing concussion and facial bone breaks from that head-to-head collision. Yeah. Oh, it was nasty. Yeah. It was nasty. I hate those tackles.
1: I heard uh, just... Peter, Peter Vermees might be out for one to two weeks for embarrassment.
2: Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> yeah that, if you haven't seen that GIF, I'll our, post it right now. Floating around. Vermes was so hot and so mad. He jumped up and spun around and ended up falling flat on his ass. I mean, it was, it was hilarious. I love Vermes and yeah, that was awesome. Um, uh, degenic for uh, Columbus picked up a slight injury. Uh, Jack Price was helped off the field at halftime, I think with, Probably a hamstring. that Looks like a more major issue there than a minor. He was obviously distraught coming off and didn't finish the game. Uh, Roberta for D C U is out for a little bit. Haven't heard what it is. Um, not seeing uh, not seeing too many others. And then uh, what we've got at the bottom is Portland and Cincinnati are both just picking up a lot of injuries and questionable tags on the roster we know Vasquez is there for Cincy um, just could be back at any week but just keep an eye on that if you want to go for him and keep an eye on that if you're betting against um, Cincy for scoring potential they don't score as much without Vasquez but if you see him in there definitely lowers the clean sheet chances for your team and then Diego Chara for Portland has been on that questionable list along with goda and a couple other guys so both of those teams just if you're picking for them or against them watch those lineups because it will it can change how you want to play the weekend every time because they're just their lists are so long you kind of want to bet against them but they're all questionable so if they come back you don't want to get caught with them or betting against them if they get their full complement of players back in the same week
0: Excellent. Thank you so much, Blaine, for the update. And again, thank you, everyone who has contributed to the Mega Reference. If you want to find out more about how you can, one, help participate in the Mega Reference pro- project or benefit from the Mega Reference, head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com Discord. That is the easiest way for you to find out how to become a member of the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community. Fantastic community, fantastic players, fantastic just general chat uh, but you can also find uh, the mega reference over in our fantasy tools section just right there at the at the side so yeah head over to mlsfantasyboss.com slash discord but now let's move over to what i know so many of you all are here for week in and week out and that is the player targets for round nine All right, now let's talk about player targets for round nine, starting with keepers, defenders, and maybe some clean sheet chances. We'll see what's going on. Uh, from the three of us talking today, the majority of us like Zimmerman or at least are taking a look at a Nashville defender, uh, also taking a look at some of the Colorado defenders, and maybe Schlegel. We'll see. That's a, that's an option. There's some value still. But Blaine, what else do you like?
2: Yeah, yeah I always start with my clean sheet guys, and I like – I like Nashville, Columbus, and Orlando this week for clean sheets a lot. Um, I understand the Colorado shouts, but it just – it kind of depends on what Portland does, and I don't want to ever say Colorado at this point just because I don't know. But, yeah, so I like those guys. I like those teams. Uh, seeing those teams and seeing what I've got here, I'm actually looking to start with a to room keeper Bono plays that first game, and I like what Columbus has got. I like this matchup a whole lot. Uh, but now that we see everybody that D.C. has got, maybe it's not quite the same one to go with, but I still I still kind of like this. I like Columbus's defense a lot. I think they're one of the stronger ones. And both of those guys are cheap at 6.4, and so it's an easy way to slot a quick keeper in or a cheaper as we started calling it when you go for the cheapest options. And I like those guys because of their price. It frees up money to go elsewhere, and I don't mind the matchups that much. As far as my defenders go, it kind of depends on the way the rest of the week shakes out. I'm probably going to go with the more expensive guys that are available on these games, but it depends on where my midfield looks like. So right now, I'm kind of back and forth between them. I have Schlegel because he is cheaper, but I also have Mensa for Columbus for the bonus point potential in case they don't keep that clean sheet. I really like him. And then Lovett seems to be back in the lineup and starting regularly, and he's only 5.7, so he's a great option. If I get toward closer towards the end of the week and I have the money, I may go ahead and upgrade to Zimmerman or Romney just because they're, they've are they been a little more reliable this season and a few more bonus points. So I think you you target these teams. I do think we have some good bonus point defenses that have a pretty high clean sheet chance. And so you target those teams and take the best option that you can afford at that time, and that's my strategy. I mean, I like Marrera for Columbus. If you can't afford Mensa, who's nine point one right now, so I can understand why you wouldn't want to bring him in. Marrera has been a good option for them, and he does get forward in the attack, which can be a huge benefit against this DC team. But if you can afford Mensa, definitely take him. And same way with Romney. I think Romney's my number one nashville defender but i can't afford him so much and Lovitz is 5.7 so i'm looking at a little bit cheaper option but if i rework the rest of my team i'm going to be spending more money on my defense because i think it's going to pay off this week All Right, ashley
1: yeah i um i like walkers and run there's this crazy set that i know i'm gonna i'm not gonna even try the numbers because i know i'm gonna get it wrong but i was looking at it earlier today about how teams with their home openers like the first stadium openers often win but don't hold shutouts um That's with nice. that said i still they didn't win did they?
0: Well, we no. beat portland in our first game
1: okay that count- oh, i'll take not take you sure. not TQL. the home over yeah the- but i still do really like nashville um just in general this week that stadium's insane it's been hyped for several years now um they had a fantastic road stretch um when you think about and look at how how long they were on the road um of all the defenders i do like zimmerman best um i think romney probably is more consistent uh but i i like walker um i'm looking at trusty or colorado defender um the defender i almost got away with from colorado just clean sheet hunting was uh, Valencia. I'm sure Tyler will correct me. Um, at 5.8, but they got subbed out at the 60th minute for Estevez. Um, I'm not sure what the lingering injury is with Estevez. If he'll be healthy by this upcoming weekend, I know you know he's someone that we're all very very high on for bonus point production. Um, <clears throat> but I think that Colorado defense can be a little flip floppy because of those injuries. Um, so trustee, Abubakar, Rosenberry, those are some of the players that I feel a little more confident in I had Trusty this weekend and he ended up scoring the most with the 10. So I think I might just go back to him. I do like Schlegel. Um, I tend to prefer Matinho, who's so expensive. I think he's like 9.6 now or something. Um, but Schlegel has been producing enough while Antonio Carlos is out like him. Um, I'm going to go back to Amundsen for NYCFC. I think, um, San Jose have shown us that they can score. And obviously NFCFC has shown us that they can get scored on, um, that game this weekend was bananas, but I like how he gets up in the attack. I like how he's contributing to the offense. Um, I felt like he got robbed of a assist credit over the weekend and and instead just got a three. Um, so I think I'll go back with him. And then, I don't know if this is a a hot take or something other people are already talking about, but I kind of like Red Bull on the road. Um, they're going to Chicago. Who's having trouble scoring. Um, I know she back and get it, but still, um, they're having trouble scoring, but their defense is solid, but Red Bulls road game right now is like record breaking. Um, I like Tolkien's bonus point production. I like this Red Bull defense. I think that that is a game that kind of screams zero, zero for me. Not that I'm clean sheet hunting. Um, but I, I think that that he or someone else from that defense might be a, a decent look. Um, and I have to just say, because I've seen it mentioned a little bit already today, um, Brandon is point chasing. <laughs> I think that yeah. New England and Toronto are both trap games. Um, if, they, if they end up in a shutout, I'll eat it. Um, but I, I think that Brandon Bay scored a great goal this, this weekend, this past weekend. Um, and there, you know there's some defenders for Toronto that can contribute to the attack. Um, but I think that both of those defenses, it should be someone that you want for offensive point production on top of bonus point production. Um, don't just fall victim to picking up someone who scored a goal from defense last week. Not that you shouldn't pick them up. I'm just saying, um, could Brandon buy score against Miami? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but you know, that defense is going through a lot of rotation. I don't see them posting a shutout. So, um, I just be cognizant of, of, those kind of clean sheet chasing with with new england and toronto for me this weekend
0: you guys have covered pretty much everything i wanted to talk about though i will say if you're looking for the real cheaper route out there then i mean it's got to be brezza and kempen with montreal and dc total points 9.5 for those yeah. guys I don't I'm not talking about quality here. We're talking about cheapest yeah. keeper. Room. If you
1: want, that's one uh, keeper and two. You get two that's, for one. That's
0: right. It's a twofer. That's yeah. a twofer right there. Though I will say that those those guys uh with with Montreal, DC, and I'll throw New England in there. Those are three keepers right there that you could, I think, legitimately use as a keeper roof. if you want to load up somebody like Yarborough, who is the keeper that I'm looking at this week, of those guys, potentially DC as the, as the better option, even though they're on the road, a lot of that's going to depend upon what's happening with uh, Columbus is, oh, is a uh, Higuain going to be back? Is Higuain is, <laughs> Whoa, what year is this? Um, <laughs> yeah, he, That answer is no, he is, he is not. <laughs> uh, is, 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 is Zella going to be back? Is he going to be in any kind of form? Because he's not ever since he's come back from his injury. So a lot of questions right there about Columbus. So Kempen could be a decent shout as a cheap value keeper and uh, then i'm looking at someone like colorado as or, or yarborough as that because who's who's portland got i mean who's Who's the offense right now for Sebastian Portland? Blanco. Yeah. So Yimichara. who's and, and his one point last week? So who's Portland yeah. got? So I don't know. I, I kind of like that, uh, but that's that's what I'm throwing out. That just uh, some options if you're looking for a balance with some keepers. There, there's some guys you could use. Again, don't use those two as your keeper. That that was purely for the for the yucks. Um, some laughing there. Otherwise, you guys hit um, Nashville pretty well. Also, I will say they, they do have a couple of cheap options. If you wanted to um, to also consider uh, Maurer, he was 5.6. So he's been playing, check out that. He and Lovitz, pretty some value options right there. If you don't want to go with someone like Romney or Zimmerman, uh, you, you do have, have some cheap there. Estevez, also uh, Colorado, another option if you don't want to go
1: if with. he plays, the only if he plays,
0: no, that that's year. that's to keep an eye, that's to keep an eye on. But yeah, trusty Estevez, one of those guys, keep an eye on. I just yeah. think Abubakar is too expensive. He's, he's definitely bonus points, goal threat. He's going to be there, but he's so expensive yeah. that I, I don't know if that's the best place because I think you can do a lot with your with your
2: bench or with yeah, your Abu Abubakar falls into what I was talking about earlier. Like he's a luxury. If you can afford him, absolutely sure. go for the more expensive defender there. But if you can't afford him target the team if you like the team and that's kind of where I'm at like I've got Mensa but if I really liked if I could be sold on that Colorado which I haven't been yet Abubakar is a guy that I could downgrade Mensa for to put Abubakar in because he just does so many bonus point things and then one name I think we're all going to forget Reed you said it with Brezza for a goalkeeper if you're gonna look at Montreal and Atlanta has struggled and Montreal hasn't been the greatest team Chat saying, oh, they got to get a clean sheet at some point, which isn't true, but... Um, <laughs> it's not a
1: rule about it. I don't know.
2: That. No, but Alistair Johnson has had a couple of assists yes. this season. He is taking some set pieces and looked really, really good. Sure did. Um, Montreal's one of those outside clean sheet chances that Johnston has looked really good in a lot of situations and put up some solid points. It's 5.7. Yeah, if you're looking at Montreal... And like Ashley said, 5.7. Johnston's probably your defender in Montreal to go with. And it's early enough you could throw it on the bench and not be out too much money to see the score. Because this Atlanta team has been giving up points to attackers too. And I think this is a chance where Montreal can really stack some points and Johnston gets into the attack. He's had an assist
1: in the last three games, two of which were on the road against Red Bull, Billy, good
2: defenses. Yeah. And we we always have to highlight guys like that, even if we're not going to take him. I think we got to do our due justice and highlight a player that's playing that well. Yeah,
1: I will so, yeah. say if Arujo is starting for Atlanta, I'm a hot fade on any Montreal backline.
0: <laughs> well, as I said, I think that this is going to be a round where you spend a lot of money on the midfield. So let's just go ahead and start talking about the midfield. Uh, the majority of us are looking at Heel again uh awesome Mihailovic and Torres so Ashley who else are you looking at
1: yeah uh I like Fukuno from uh Orlando he was not the highest point producing um Orlando midi this week and I know Pereira is usually on more of the free kick situations but I just like Torres I like how he plays I like how he gets involved I like this matchup for him better than Red Bull this past weekend um I like Connie Mukhtar again um I think it was Tyler who I was getting into this with where I only go maybe 60% stats, 30% gut, and 10% bias when I do fantasy. Um, and for me, part of that gut pick is this home opener. We talked last week, and I think the week before, about how Mukhtar has just been quietly putting up some super consistent points in all road games to start the season. Put him in a brand-new stadium, 30,000 capacity. I, I just – Think that that screams to take him this week um i'm also considering pozuelo uh which i don't think i've said that in a really long time i definitely haven't said it this year um he's not producing the, the points of the pozuelo that that i'm used to but again kind of like we talked about with heel not the same at all but um his team around him isn't quite the same i think with Jimenez now he he might kind of have that teamwork to to go on um, but I like him or Sorio from that Toronto midfield. Uh, just to me, that's more of a bench and he's a lot of money. 10 mil is a lot to put on the bench, but I do like him. Um, and then I'm also considering Renoso. he seems to finally be clicking. Um, he's picking up those bonus points. The team seems to be kind of figuring things out. I know they won with a red card at home um, this past weekend, but that LAFC defense is just not doing great um, I hate that it's the last game of the week, so I don't know if I'll pick him up, but that's a name that definitely popped out to me um, when I was making, making my team today.
2: Blaine? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in a lot of the same places Ashley is with this. I mean, Mihai was the first guy I put on my list. I think everybody's got him. Uh, heel's right there. Uh, Torres is Atlanta's best midfielder, or not Atlanta, Orlando's best midfielder just plays really well it's hard to get away from him but I'm I'm right there with looking at Toronto because it's is hosting Cincinnati and they look good Jimenez has has been a huge breath of fresh air for them um dare I say it he's everything that Toronto wanted from Josie and never got or rarely got like that's it's just one of those when you get that striker up in front of them so it's like I really feel like they're playing Cincinnati. I have to take a Toronto midfielder at this point. Asorio uh, was my gut pick. I feel like he's just got the little bit better floor the way he plays. Yeah. Um, and I say that, and he does. I wish he would go 90 minutes. He's about a 65, 70-minute guy right now, which kind of hurts. But he's putting up comparable numbers to pause in less time. But I couldn't fault you for taking either one of them. I'm really looking at it. And I think it's just matchup dependent. I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely honest and candid on this one. I'm going to be watching Discord chat all week long to see <laughs> what the view on Toronto Mids is. And wherever the consensus goes, I'm probably gonna follow this is the fear of missing out type of thing. But I don't think you can not have one of these guys if 70, 80% of the community is really heavy on them. It's, to, it, it's because they're playing Cincinnati. If they go off and you don't have them, you're going to fall behind. I just it, It's one of those, I'm going to be watching the community, and I'm probably going to be help driving some of it too, that I'm going to be on one of these guys, and I think I'm going to be a consensus voice saying, yeah, we have to have one and hope everybody else takes one. Takes one, two, and I struggled to find better mids down the list. Um, the other one I know I, I've seen his name a lot in chat, and until Maxi Morales comes that comes back, Santi Rodriguez is your number ten for uh, New York City. They're putting up so many goals right now. Tati is so hungry to score. They've got so many goal scoring threats. Uh, Santi put up a goal. I think he might have gotten an assist this week, but he's been getting assists. Throughout CCL in the early season, he's just he's your number ten for one of the hottest offenses in the game. I, you kind of have to have him here, and that's just that's just all I gotta say on him. He's he's getting into that must own when New York City has a solid matchup. You have to have him until Maxi comes back. Why well, I come back if they're winning? Yeah,
1: He's a different style player. I feel like Maxi, right? rodriguez gets gets more up the field yes yeah. almost as a false nine, I mean, obviously tati is but max is more of a string puller right yeah uh, max your is your true really
2: number, number 10 um uh, santi typically plays as a winger um <laughs> yeah uh tiago andrade who's listed as a forward in the game he, those two are kind of fighting for the same spot unless one of them displaces magno and goes to that side yeah. uh Santi's the majority of his play in MLS has been at the right wing position, yeah, but yeah. he's the natural person to slot into that number 10 role when Maxi is out. Well, I no, will say
1: to, to, to your credit on him, I don't in any way consider him a must own, but people that are kind of hard on him have, have called to his point production. He's only got three high pointed games in the first eight. But there was rotation with Champions League in the first four games of the year. And and New York City in general wasn't clicking yet. I think his point production that we've seen the last two weeks is indicative of how the team is clicking, and he's a big part of that.
2: Yeah, and my caveat there is he's a must-own while he's the number 10.
1: Mm -hmm. He's in
2: such a good spot on the field. It's just like we had with Heel. We would take Heel every time if he's the 10, but if he gets thrown out on the wing, you kind of waffle on him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Santee
2: as a number 10 is borderline must own because he's part of the hottest offense in the league right now. Sure. That's my, th- that's my argument for him. It's really hard to get away from anybody who's playing the 10 on a team that's put up five goals a couple of times already.
0: All right. Well, that leaves me with whoever is, is left. Uh, it's was, it was actually weird. Uh, Mukhtar was the first player I added to my team, and he's not on my team right now. So uh, oh, I only crazy. have one. Yeah, yeah, I only have one uh, New England, New England. I only have one Nashville player on my team, and, and I ended up dropping him, and, and I might add him back. I'm just playing around with some things, but uh, I, I want like seven midfielders this yeah, week. It's, just such, it's such a good... A good week. I mean, some other names thrown out there. I mean, some people talk about Morgan um, on the road. He's he's been doing well for for New York. He's he's moved away from when we were comparing him to Amaya. Chicago has have had some struggles, so I could see people talking about him. Uh, people are talking about Reynoso as an option uh, with some of his production. Uh, the problem with Pozuela, as you guys have touched upon, is Toronto sort of have that. I guess what we identify as that Houston problem of old of where point point sharing, they have the point sharing. So you never really know where those points are going to come from. That's some of the question, but I I think Blaine's method is the best of kind of see where the group tends to coalesce around it. That might be your best option, especially if you have FOMO uh, right there. And then for me, I guess Mukhtar is kind of on that bubble because I do, I do love what he can do. Absolutely. I'm worried about Philadelphia. That's really what it comes down to is Philly has a good defense. Um, I mean, and I know road form is different, but Philly still has a quality defense. The pieces are there uh, and, and that could give Nashville trouble. And if, if he's not a guy I'm going to be captaining is the fear of that trouble uh, enough to move me to someone who might be cheaper that's going to have, like, I, I think I added Mihailovic instead of when I swapped out Mubtar, So I, I like that game better. I have them both. Uh, yeah, no, oh, no, for Wait. sure. Ah. I mean, you could do that. So it was, yeah. it was the, and so is Rodriguez, but San Jose, they were scoring, but they gave up a whole lot of goals. And he's a super 8.9 is a great, a great way to fit with your budget. And Torres against the Charlotte team, he's also a sub 10 million players. Like, that's a good one. Uh, Cincinnati, Pazuelo, maybe that's when you think about switching if you just don't know who you want to go with. Mm. He'll maybe that's the one that's on the chopping block now because of some of the unpredictability with New England. But I mean they're going against Miami, who has been traditionally yeah. struggling. They're getting some of the offense going in, but what's going to happen? It's 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 just so so crazy with where it all gonna fall. I'm not settled yet. That's why I did want to also weigh in on the Mukhtar. But if you're someone who does not have Mukhtar, I'm with yeah. you right now. So it's not he's not he he's very, very chalky, but not hundred percent chalk. Uh, yeah, for, for Reed,
2: I want to I wanna comment on that because you said you had Mukhtar as one of your first slot-ins and then you replaced him with Mihailovic. He was one of the first guys I threw in just because of the way he has been playing recently. It's crazy how we're kind of spread out on some of those. And Mukhtar was one of the guys that got axed from mine. I looked at that matchup. I wanted to agree with you on the Philly side. Like, I don't like that matchup against Philly, but chat's getting really high on him right now. And I see it, and I didn't realize it until a little bit later after I wrote this up. and I'm just going with it the way I have it written. But home opener makes a huge difference. I think if this is sure. not I a home opener, if this is a standard Nashville versus Philly game, yeah. Mukhtar's not in my lineup 100. percent I'm not taking Mukhtar. against. He posted
1: a-, a, t- a two this past week. Like, yeah. Like,
2: yeah, he, yeah, yeah, it's just I think there's other options that are much better with better matchups than Mukhtar. But I'm worried about missing out on that home opener. Is this hat-trick Mukhtar weekend? Because it's the home opener. They're playing for their crowd in their own stadium. First time that the fans have been able to get to the game to see them. Like, this is – there's a lot to go into it. And I think chat's leaning kind of towards Mukhtar a little bit because of that. I always get a little nervous on those. But you don't want to miss some of that home opener fire either. So there's a lot to be said for Mids this week. I wish we could have six. Yeah, <laughs> seven. Get all of them, all all the mids. All seven. All right. Well, there
0: are still some forwards I think that are worth considering. So let's talk about those players right
2: now. Blaine, who do you have? Well, everybody picked these two. These right. were the only two I was going to go with. Um, in their current form and given the last couple of weeks, how can you not have Tati from New York City and how can you not have Jimenez for Toronto? It's yeah. it's. I'm going to say, it. if you don't have them, you're probably going to be missing out on points. It's San Jose, who just gave up three goals, to uh, Seattle, who has not put their first team together in MLS. This is San Jose, who has given up a ton of goals all season. And this is Toronto versus Cincinnati, who we always bet against. If you don't have these two, something's wrong. If these guys don't hit and you beat us, come gloat. I mean, do it. I want to hear it. But I'm going to say I'm going to say probably 80 to 85 percent of the top players in the game are going to have both of these guys. And about I'm going to say 100 percent have at least one like that's just that's just the way this game works. You don't go off the hot foot. These are home games. You have to have them. That said, your third guy is up in the air. There's a ton of good options for it. Uh, I think every one of us are split here. And I don't even think our list of like, oh, maybe this guy, maybe this guy, maybe this guy. Um, I don't even think we have any overlaps there. Uh, my next guy up was Andrade uh, for New York City. He's been playing well. He Magno started off the season so hot in CCL and MLS. Andrade has taken up that spot. And he has been, I think, the number two point producer for New York City behind Tati. In the last couple of weeks. He's just he seems to always be getting on the score sheet. He's getting assists. He's scoring goals. This team is getting it done. I think you double up on New York City strikers this week against San Jose, given what San Jose has done defensively lately. And you just go with it. He's got goals and assists in him. It it just I I feel an eight or a nine coming on here pretty strong. if not hitting double digits right here with Andrade behind a really strong strong Tati I'm doubling up I think you've got to go with him and that's my third forward pick this week Ashley
1: yeah I have a couple of names I'd like to discuss because like Blaine said we none of us agree on on a third and I've been kind of floating some things around I think what I'll probably end up doing is scrubbing my my third striker but um I kind of like for budget, Kai Kamara from Montreal is just a bench play. He hasn't been starting, but he's been scoring. He's cheap. It's someone I don't really have to pay attention to. I can just put on my bench and save some money. Um, I also kind of really like taxi at Columbus. I know Columbus, uh, by the books, the paper, they're good. Um, Eli Room is pretty good. That defense is pretty good um columbus seems to be in kind of an off place right now though um and taxi looked awesome uh i just kind of liked but the problem for me is he's nine million and he got subbed early so that's a lot of money to spend on someone that i don't really think is healthy um as you guys know because i say it way too often i don't often think that someone can reproduce that same multi-goal game week after week um but i like him i'm also thinking about cj sapong For Nashville again getting real emotional and riding that home opener um cheap bench play all of these guys I'm mentioning would be bench plays for various reasons but um considering that I think that's too much Nashville honestly though um and then I think you have to consider a little bit um just based on the last three weeks Campana he put up a hattie against New England in his home stadium I do not think that he will do that in Foxborough um again i'm the one who always says people don't reproduce a hat trick which i know there's data out there to prove me wrong but generally um they don't i feel like he just might kind of be a trap but i'm really into him like i really like watching him i think his fantasy production is going to start improving slash staying consistent um but but i'm worried that going into new england i just don't know I'm, i'm kind of paying attention to those lineups want to kind of pay attention to you know like the press quotes from practice for new england this week how on fire are they and by on fire i mean dumpster fire um and if it continues to sound like all is not well in foxborough i might throw campana on my bench um and just see if he can break them down again a little bit um like he did when they were in miami so i'm considering it. i don't think he's a lock by any means just because he's been producing but um you know he was able to break them down a couple weeks ago um, for a bench striker like he's still pretty affordable I think he's like 7.2 now or something like that um so I might I might consider making him my third if I don't as I think both Reed and I usually do <laughs> scrub out my uh my third striker spot as my as my scrub so
0: yeah for me yes same toddy and Jimenez uh, didn't do the majority because we all have that I'm not even doing a third key a third uh forward i i i would rather have that money freed up for the midfield frankly uh and i think these are two fantastic options with their matchups so i think these are the guys to go 100 chalk uh you you may be able to find some other guys who are going to do well uh this week but i think these are these are two very solid options looking at their opponents and their their current form and i would just rather free up that money so yeah Tosain Ricketts. That's, that's my third forward right there.
1: Going
0: to activate an, an Aru for me all week long. See, okay.
2: Uh, I agree. Like we've been, we've been scrubbing forwards all season. I think this is the first week where it'd be a bad idea to scrub a forward. I think we haven't hit a couple of names. Um, Kyoto versus Atlanta is an early bench play that I really like. Um, not doing it because I want the later game. I want I, I believe in Andrade that much, but Kyoto came across my radar. Um, Renix for New England has looked really good, and this is Miami we're talking about. I know they're better, but I think I think you're better off putting one of these early game bench guys out there just because I think there's some good matchups and some cheap options that can be there. And I've been a proponent for scrubbing a forward quite a bit this season, but I think this is the week you play. You try to grab a third. I'll just throw that out there at the end.
0: Nope. Nope. No. I mean, sure, there'll be someone who scores better than a midfielder, but uh, no, no. I think this is it. Let's talk. Let's talk captains. Who are we going with, Blaine? Uh,
2: I'm on the forward train this week, and I haven't done that all season really. But um, I I'm not. I can't pick right now. I want to see the lineups. I'm torn between Tati and Jimenez it's just I think these are two super powered matchups I worry that FC Cincinnati is going to shock us like they always do when you pick a forward captain against them and the guy gets four points Um, I've been burned by that a couple of times going forwards against Cincinnati so I'm a little gun shy just to put it on Jimenez and Tati's just been more consistent and San Jose is good but we always get that message in Discord and chat. Never bet bet against San Jose at home or away. It's just you never bet against San Jose like that.
1: We say we never bet on or against San Jose.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's just it's it's one of those things. So I'm really struggling to put it on Tati because it's that it's that hard and fast rule about San Jose. I just I but one of these two makes sense. I like my four or my midfielders this week, but I just see too many goals and too many opportunities. And a way for me to make up ground. And if I'm going to get into Champions League, I need to pick the differential forward captain that while everybody else goes midfielders and make up a lot of ground. I need to make up seven, eight, ten points on this doubled for the captain's pick. And I think one of these two guys has got it. I haven't decided yet, but I think this is the week. If you're a midfield captain, heart or faithful. This is a week you can break, and I think both of these guys, one of these guys is your top-scoring player of the week. I just don't know who. Ashley.
1: I mean, in two weeks, Tati's had 41 points. I get it. I hear that. I also don't love captain strikers. I think Tati, Valle, Yosef are the only ones I ever do. Um, and I love captaining Tati. I almost lost in head-to-head this week. Everyone I played in head-to-head captained Tati. So I was watching that game being like, yeah, yeah I have him, but no, stop. You do have double points for everybody else. Um, and I, I mean, I won all my head-to-heads, but he made it interesting. So I get that captain shout. I'm still probably going to put it on heel. He put 10 up against Miami on the road. He's at home, but I am actively paying attention to what's going on with the team. Um, because like I keep saying, I I do think that's gonna come into play. But if you look at the team he's playing, the points he has, if the lineup is similar, he put up a 10 in a really crappy game against them on the road, I think that he could do that or better um at home. But like I said, it just kind of depends on on what the situation in New England is. So I think I'd like to do heel, but I might end up doing Tati.
0: I have it on heel right now. I, I just can't captain it forward.
1: I know you just can. can't. Michael Barrios. <laughs>
0: never. Never. That is the easiest forward for me, not the captain. No problems right there. No, I have it on heel. It may not stay on heel. I mean, that's... I don't know. I mean, he got he did okay last week. We'll see. But it's on heel right now and uh and i'll see what what happens close to the end but uh i just i just can't do it forward i i think they'll do fantastic i i think they're they're the ones to go with and and i just can't do it i just absolutely can't do it so whoever's playing me in head-to-head there you go there's your differential captain (laughs) for me against me All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. That's all that we have. I hope you found some helpful information as far as beginning your process. There will be more that comes out through the week. So keep an eye out on on Twitter and Discord and MLSFantasyBoss.com. But let's end everything with some plugs. Ashley. I
1: have nothing and I didn't think of anything funny.
0: Oh, that's okay. I know. That's okay.
1: It's disappointing.
0: Blaine.
2: Yeah, I'm going to shout out a couple of teams. I spent a big chunk of the weekend watching soccer, upset my wife a little bit, watching too much. Uh, but Kansas city Comets finished their season lost in the playoffs in a mini game. We're not supposed to call it a mini game anymore, but that's what it is. It's a 15 minute game indoors. It's, it's crazy, but great season for them. And the the kids came out and played it. It was a young squad and then got to give a huge shout out. um, I know we don't cover them, but NWSL challenge cup has been going on Mm -hmm. and Kansas city current were one of the worst teams in the league last year just ended up winning the central group in the in group play and beat the reigning NWSL champ, Chicago red stars twice in that stage. So um, huge shout out to them as a team. It's been a lot of fun watching them so far and just go check out some of these other leagues as they're going on. Um, MASL indoor finals is coming up and it's going to be, an insane series. You can catch it all on Twitch for free. I watch a lot of these other leagues too. I love watching the women play and I really love my indoor. I grew up on indoor and so I just, I can't get away from it. So I'm going to shout out both of our Kansas city teams because everybody was in action this weekend, but there's still more games coming and they've been a blast to watch in conjunction with MLS. And honestly, they've distracted me from MLS a little bit lately (laughs) All right. Well, of course, for me, as usual, MLSFantasyBoss.com.
0: Check out the articles that uh, have up there, ELO rankings, uh, the new differentials that we have from from Tyler Ranchinator, who comes on the show uh, fairly often with with his takes on how to spice up your team, uh, as well as the Discord player community poll. Uh, Head over to the Discord community and join that MLSfancyBoss.com slash discord the easiest way it's, it's an absolutely great and if you've enjoyed the show consider supporting us over at patreon uh, mlsfi uh, is patreon.com slash mlsfi that's where you can learn how to contribute to this show to get some swag and just help keep it going and in this fun project which is, is so humbling to everybody and you could maybe get a chance to win a scarf too so just just like kevin and like rachel last month so good stuff right there That's all that we have for the show tonight. Thank you so much again. And as always, good luck.